For the jump we're attempting, if your calculations are off by even a little, we will be lost to the depths of the void. Is there a note of fear in your voice? Experience. Calculations are complete. The hyperspace route has been established. Send the shuttle to retrieve the good Lord Balin. Witchcraft. Have faith. Faith? I lost that a long time ago. Then Jesus answered and said, O faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I suffer you? Suffer you. Suffer you. Suffer you. Suffer you. The Force has a dark and a light side. That's black magic and white magic. The doorway into the occult is an altered state of consciousness. Let the Force take over. That's an altered state of consciousness. Yoda is a yogi. And have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. You'd rather reprove them. Ahsoka means love and light. Welcome to Conspiracy in the Force, Season 3, Star Wars and the New Age Deception. With me, Conspiracy Kyle. Kyle. All things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. Welcome back to another episode of Conspiracy in the Force. I'm your host, Conspiracy Kyle. On today's episode, we'll be tackling Episode 4 of Ahsoka, titled Fallen Jedi. Now, I think this is the best episode so far, and it really did have some good character moments. This show also presented a lot of ethical dilemmas, both for the characters on screen and for us as the audience, which we will break down here and the inherent New Age concepts contained within these dilemmas. Early on in this episode, Ahsoka tells Sabine about how they may have to make some tough choices when it comes to rescuing their friend Ezra, or what will happen if they're not successful. Here's a clip. I fear we face a difficult choice. Which is? If we can't make the journey to find Ezra, then no one should. I know how much Ezra means to you. Sometimes we have to do what's right, regardless of our personal feelings. You really believe that? When the stakes are this high, I have to. So Ahsoka is putting out a pretty pessimistic vibe here about Ezra. Basically, if we can't save him, no one should be able to find him. And his fate will be whatever it will be. And it may already be too late.
This concept brings to mind the traditional caste system in India and how Hinduism views helping others. In India, there are hundreds of millions of people living in poverty. Now, though there are claims that this number is decreasing, it's still a huge number. Hinduism teaches that bad karma from a prior life can create bad situations in a current life, like a lower life form or a poorer human. On the flip side, good karma has the opposite effect. Therefore, as not to disrupt the cosmic flow of activities, called Lila, oftentimes the more well-off members of Indian society make no effort to help those less fortunate than themselves. Here in Ahsoka, we see that Ahsoka has basically made up her mind that Ezra is a lost cause, and essentially a victim to whatever his fate may be. Now whenever you contrast this with biblical teachings, you see many mentions in the Bible of rescuing others from destruction. One passage that sticks out to me is found in the small book of Jude. Here are verses 20-23 through 23 of this short one chapter book, as read by Darth Vader voice actor James Earl Jones. But ye, beloved, building up yourselves on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Ghost, keep yourselves in the love of God looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. And if some have compassion, making a difference, and if others save with fear, pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment spotted by the flesh. So here you can see the sharp contrast between Hinduism, which is where a lot of New Age thinking arises, and Christianity. Since God has had mercy on us, we should turn around and have mercy and compassion on others versus the Hindu's self-centered belief system. Now let's talk a little bit about witchcraft. It's been alluded to several times throughout the show that character Morgan Elsbeth was a night sister one of the witches of Dathomir. Several times now we have seen her use some sort of magic to reveal things with her mind and to harness powers of the universe to help plan a path to another galaxy. It's really interesting when you notice the similarities between the Night Sisters and practitioners of witchcraft and Satanism in our world. Now in our world, we know that witchcraft has been around possibly as long as our known world has been around. We see mentions of the Witch of Endor in the book of 1 Samuel in the Bible, and even in the post-wilderness days after the exodus from Egypt, there were some priests practicing strange magic, which caused God to intervene and slay them. So those subscribing to witchcraft as a religion would claim that their practices predate the Bible, which technically is true, because these witchcraft practices were referenced in the Bible. And as is common sense with historical writing, this writing discusses events that already happened. Likewise, in the Night Sisters version of witchcraft, Mother Talzin, their leader, once wrote that their ways following the goddess Aaliyah predated any other galactic beliefs. Here's a quote from her writing called Wild Power, which is found in the Book of Sith, a Star Wars book meant to look like a historical archive of dark side teachings. Quote, Among the galaxy's many species, you will encounter numerous beliefs, nearly all of them claiming to be the one true belief. None of these contradictory ways can be true. It follows, therefore, that none are true. That realization reaffirms the wild magics, and that's magic with a K, of the daughters of Aaliyah. 
Our shamanism saturates the galaxy, influencing other traditions, even if their practitioners are unaware of it. It flows from a single wellspring, the life web of Dathomir. End quote. End quote. Some other similarities. Modern witches in our world believe in a mother goddess. Similarly, the Night Sisters believe in the supreme being known as the winged goddess. In both instances, the feminine goddess is a source of fertility and growth. There's also a similar masculine entity. In witchcraft, it is Pan, a.k.a. the horned god. In Night Sisters lore, it's the fanged god. One dissimilarity is that in witchcraft, the horned god is symbolized by the sun, where the fanged god of the Night Sisters is symbolized by the moon. But it's interesting how very on-the-nose the Star Wars creators were when bringing in the Night Sisters in the concept of witchcraft to Star Wars. One final symbolic parallel is the use of a circle. Witchcraft ceremonies are typically done in a witch's circle, which typically has a pentagram drawn within it. In Ahsoka, we see Morgan Elsbeth using a circular hyperspace ring and a circular Stonehenge-type location to perform her rituals that helped her locate the exact point to travel to the galaxy that Thrawn is in. Now, while it really goes without saying that the Bible teaches many times about the dangers of witchcraft, divination, and the occult in general, here are a few references. There's the aforementioned witch of Endor that Saul communed with in 1 Samuel 28 that led to his downfall as king of Israel. Also, an interesting Star Wars reference with the word Endor. Perhaps I'll do a future episode on the shamanistic culture of the Ewoks that live there. Never forget, Ewoks eat people. But I digress. Then there's Exodus 22.18, one of the laws of Moses, which stated that thou shalt not suffer a witch to live, a sentiment that is seconded by Deuteronomy 18.10, which adds to this that child sacrifice is also forbidden. Also, there are several other times throughout the history of the kings of Israel where witchcraft and idolatry turned the people away from God and then punishment ensued, which is throughout First and Second Samuel, First and Second Kings, and First and Second Chronicles. And then in the New Testament, you have passages like Galatians 5, 19-21, which I'll let James Earl Jones read. Now the works of the flesh are manifest. Which are these? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like. Of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And then finally, in the last chapter of the Bible, Revelation 22, you have this passage in verses 12 through 15. Again, here's James Earl Jones. And behold, I come quickly, and my reward is with me, to give every man according as his work shall be. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end, the first and the last. Blessed are they that do his commandments, that they may have right to the tree of life, and may enter in through the gates into the city. For without are dogs, and sorcerers, and whoremongers, and murderers, and idolaters, and whosoever loveth and maketh a lie. Finally, let's discuss some Freemasonic symbolism in this show, in the classic Faustian bargain that's presented. Here's a quote from Balin Skull, when he's talking with Ahsoka about his plans to bring Thrawn back. The only reason I'm here 
is to secure the future. For you? Something far greater. Ambitious. Necessary. It is an unfortunate evil, but speaks to a greater truth. One must destroy in order to create. One of the biggest conspiracies of our day, which has been proven to be true, is the conspiracy of the Great Reset, which can also be combined with Biden's Build Back Better plan. In order to reset, something had to have already been set. In order to build back better, something built needs to have been destroyed. It's the classic order out of chaos scenario that Balin is talking about, where one must destroy in order to create. Now the Latin phrase Ordo Ab Chao, which is translated order from chaos, is actually the motto of the 33rd degree of Freemasonry, and can also be associated with the Latin phrase lux in tenebris, which is light from darkness. Interestingly enough, this is a common phrase used with the new Great Awakening being pushed by the likes of General Flynn and other QAnon influencers. And yes, I'll be honest, if you've listened to my podcast from the beginning, it's true that at one time I bought into a lot of the QAnon stuff about Trump and the elites and so on and so forth. I thank God for pulling me out of that delusion. Now, this order out of chaos could also allude to the theory of evolution, how these violent explosions, Big Bang as it were, created the beautiful world we have today. And you can see this concept visually depicted in the Disney movie Fantasia from 1940, where they used the classic song Rite of Spring alongside volcanic eruptions and other carnage, which then led to the order we have today, in their mind. Order out of chaos can also be linked to the Buddhist and Hindu views of life, death, and reincarnation. And now we are seeing the aforementioned Great Awakening, the self-described antidote to the Great Reset, which pushes for an equal but opposite Great Reset, a white magic versus black magic operation ultimately, where the participants on either side are really just serving themselves and their own desires over trust in the one true God of the Bible. Finally, let's talk about that Faustian bargain, the Devil's Deal. Sabine takes Balin up on an offer to go with him to rescue Ezra, while he rescues Thrawn. Now, many New Age concepts in Hinduism, in Buddhism, in other religions other than Christianity, they all claim that there's more than one way to heaven or enlightenment or becoming a supreme being. In this show, by joining with Balin, Sabine is essentially buying into the same principle. While they personally have diverging goals and philosophies, they share a common destination and interest. Don't be deceived by teachers and influencers helping on watering down the teachings of the Bible by adding or subtracting from what the Bible teaches. I've mentioned this several times before, and it's in the introduction. John 14.6 states that Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. The only way to God is through him. Jesus himself stated that the path to heaven is narrow. In the path to hell is a broad way, almost symbolic of Broadway Street in New York, where the most popular people hang out and the most popular events take place. Christianity, true Bible-believing Christianity, is not overly popular. And it will get you hate. It will get you funny looks. And it will cause problems with others in the world who don't believe. But beyond this world lies a promise of true life, 
for all those who believe on Jesus alone for their salvation, not because of their works, not because of their quote-unquote enlightenment, not because of the caste or social status they were born into. Faith alone will save. I'll be back next week to discuss episode 5 of the Ahsoka series. This is Conspiracy Kyle, signing off. God bless.